Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is, What is Your Life Path Number? So a little behind the scenes on this episode, I'm going to take you back um, several weeks. I had a wonderful time connecting with my guest today, who's Dr. Felicia Bender, and recording this episode. And literally right as we finished this episode, like my intuition was going crazy and saying, you need to know more from Felicia. Like there's something else I needed to learn from her. So this doesn't happen all the time. I was just like, huh, really interesting. And I love numerology and I have this super cool connection with numbers, but my intuition was like, she has a missing piece for you. Like that type of feeling, right? And so I listened, I talked to her after we recorded the show. I was like, I think I, I want to do a session with you and, and I want to really dive into this. And so during my session with Felicia, she discussed many things. I mean, we went into incredible detail, things like my challenge numbers, you know, just the areas that are more challenging for me personally. Um, we definitely talked more about life path numbers. Um, we, she sent me this really cool report with all of these details and, um, and all of my different numbers that I could go through and refer to and read prior to us talking. And, um, but when she got to this one point in our session, she talked about my pinnacles and I had never heard about pinnacles before. That's not something I had ever explored in numerology. So my little light bulb over my head was like, ding, 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 <laughs> right? And I immediately knew that that was the reason that I was calling myself to this session. I mean, there was tons of great information, but that was like that thing that got me to want to talk further and do a session with her. So... um. If you have a chance, I highly recommend doing a private session with Dr. Felicia and finding out about your pinnacles. There was so much insight that I got uh, from this. And these are kind of these stages in your life and they are dictated by different numbers. And it was amazing to me how these different kind of, you know, we live many lifetimes within a lifetime, right? So these different sections of my life really followed these pinnacle numbers. And so today we are going to start with the life path number. If you want to go deeper, you can reach out to Felicia. But on this episode, we're going to really talk about the life path number and go into each number and the meaning of it. She talks about um, how we can understand the numbers better. She even talks about master numbers a little bit and how we can discover just more about our life by knowing our numerology blueprint, right? What we came here to experience and learn. So today on the show, Felicia joins me and she is devoted to helping audiences uncover their life's purpose and so much more with numerology. She's the author of Redesign Your Life, Using Numerology to Create the Wildly Optimal You, and also Master Numbers 112233, The Ultimate Guide. Felicia facilitates presentations demonstrating how to use basic numerology to understand ourselves and other major players in our life. She also did a reading, by the way, um, in my session with her, I got to find out about my husband and my son, which I always love to do. Um, the people that are closest to you in your life, it's always good to know their blueprint as well so you can support them on their journey. So we did that in the private session as well. She's able to expertly apply this information to validate people's strengths, um, also so people can understand their challenges, and she offers practical ideas about how to change what isn't producing positive results. 
So she does work both one-on-one, she does work in groups, and she is wonderful. She's so much fun. You're going to find out when you listen in a few minutes to her um, interview. But we had a great time, and she is a wealth of knowledge. And so I just can't recommend it enough. It was a really wonderful experience. So with no further ado, Dr. Felicia Bender. Dr. Felicia, welcome to the show. We're so happy you're here. Ooh, me too. What was the passion for you that drew you into the study? Um, Well, this is, you know, for me, numerology found me. Um, I didn't find it, (laughs) which is funny because uh, I I actually am a kind of creative, artistic, humanities-based person, and uh, I, I hate math more than anything on the planet, most anxiety producing subject that I've ever had in my life. So it's really a cosmic joke that I do this with numbers. And uh, I say that also because so many people are like, ooh, numerology numbers, I hate that, I hate math. And so if I can do it, so can you. Uh, And it's really not math. What I find is numerology really is like a a language. It's like learning a language. And, um, you know, it was, as everything is, it's a long story how, how I got to it, but I, I ended up, um, I, I kind of went on this spiritual gauntlet in my early thirties when my mother passed away. I was, um, working with a, a marriage that was kind of crumbling at the time, all this other stuff going on. And I really, reach that point of searching and seeking. Don't you find that, Shana, when you work with people, it's it's that darker night of the soul, right? When you finally look up and look for bigger, deeper answers, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so uh, that's what happened to me as well. And uh, I ended up just starting to read everything and experience everything I could about um, about uh, learning about intuition, about healing, about nutrition, all of these things. I became a certified pranic healer, which is an energy modality. And still yet, I'm, I'm kind of skeptical, you know? I'm one of these people that I'm very, very pragmatic. And it's one of those things about the woo-woo, so to speak. It's like, you know, I need something actionable. <laughs> I need something that is going to help me with my life today, right? And uh, so I was always kind of seeking seeking that tool. And so it ended up where um, I ran across a book, wouldn't have picked it up uh, because it was about, num- uh, uh, if it were n- about numerology by itself, but it actually had some numerology in it. So it kind of snuck up on me and uh, I, I did the calculations and it was just that eureka moment, you know, where I was like, oh, this is the tool for me. This is so accurate. I, I just started to eat it alive. And it's one of those things where, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing that you can master on your own or you can pull the book off the shelf, right? And get, and get the information when you feel called upon that you need that again, right? So that's what drew me to it. And I... I just dove in uh, full full force with it, and I and here I am. So that's <laughs> that's how I, I go. love it. Numbers are such an important, valuable aspect to take a look at, and I know I had a similar experience, like early in my twenties, when um, I first, I think, even figured out numerology or knew that it existed or something, and and started, had a reading and had someone, you know, at that time, just kind of speaking into my life about certain numbers. Um, I just remember walking away from that experience thinking there is a power in this, like, and in understanding things. And so I'm super happy. We're going to go into this today. And one of the areas that you focus on is our, is our life path number. So can you talk about where that number is derived from and why you feel like it's important to know about your life path number? Oh, absolutely. So if we if we step back to just a moment, if if all of you out there are anything like I have been, and I was before I knew anything about numerology, I'm like, what what are you even talking about? It's funny, people will say, what do you do? I say I'm a numerologist. And they usually think I say neurologist. And so they'll start <laughs> talking about brain surgery. And that. Um, and yet then they'll do, you know, it's the deer in the headlights, like, what is that? So basically, just in a nutshell, 
the the numerology that that I practice it comes from Pythagoras. I don't know if you uh, were paying attention in math class, the Pythagorean theorem of geometry. Do you remember that? Yep. Okay, I don't because I was not. That's <laughs> uh, you might you know be familiar out there if you uh, were paying attention in math class. So it's the same. Same guy, he was a, a really intriguing person, a, a mystic, a scientist, an astrologer. He was also into music and tone and, and uh, vibration because basically he posits this idea that numbers carry with them and not only that quantitative value, right? Like one apple, two apples and so on, but that they carry, these numbers carry a vibration and a frequency. And within that, it, it is a code, it carries data, right? So that is the presupposition. Now we have to kind of bend our brain to, to really think like, what is really, how can that be? And yet in our technological world, I think it's a little easier to kind of willingly suspend our disbelief because we live in this computer age where it's all, where it's all numbers, right? So it's kind of like, you know, what is the cloud? Like, where is that? And how does it work, right? I mean, it's up there somewhere, but it's holding all this data, bits and bytes that are, you know, numbers, number sequences, basically. And so I, I kind of liken it to that. It's like, it's like cell phone reception. How does that happen? Gravity. We don't have to believe that it's happening for it to be operational. So numerology is the idea that every time this number shows up, it is carrying a code. Uh, with it and it's carrying data and information and that has influence. So uh, to step back then one more step back, the way that we look at this is uh, I, I'm most interested in human behavior and human psychology. And we can, as numerologists through numerology, look at your name, your given name as it appears on your birth certificate and your current name, and then uh, your birth date, your date of birth. And we believe that that is uh, your blueprint for life. It basically offers you your mission statement. So we do different calculations to get you there. And it's what fascinates me. It's kind of, if you can conceptualize it, kind of like um, Morse code, right? So if you know, if you walk into a room and it's these dots and that, it's like you don't know Morse code, it's just static. But if you know Morse code, you walk into the room and you can, you can get the information that is being relayed by that code. So it's the same idea uh, with numerology. So it kind of just gives you a little bit of a groundwork about what it is and and how we work with it. So the life path number is taken from your birth date. So this is a, a static thing that never changes, unlike some uh, numbers in your chart that are derived from your, uh, for your name, because our names can change and, and that sort of thing. So there is, uh, some of that can change along the way. And yet your life path number is what you checked in to do and to accomplish in this world, it, it is your life's purpose and it's what you're really evolving into, learning to master and grow into. So it's kind of like your sun sign in astrology, if you think of it that way. So basically to, to uh, know your birth date, you can know numerologically what your life path number is. That's the most important one. It really just gives you an idea of what you checked in to do. That's awesome. So I love that you talk about the frequency and the vibration of numbers too. Thank you for that background because I think that's a really important piece of the puzzle. And I love the analogies that you used about the computers and storing information. That's amazing. And in the life path numbers, I'm wondering if you can, I know you have mine and my husband's and my son's, and I want to get to that um, as an example of going into the life path numbers, but maybe you can give us just a brief on each of the numbers, like, absolutely, and absolutely. what, and what kind of, you know, just brief traits, obviously there's so much more information I'm sure you can dive into in each number and we'll tell people how to do that, but let's start there. Yes, absolutely. And should we real quickly, before we go through that, just do a very brief, how to calculate it. It's very easy. And sure. then well, if you're listening, you can actually wait to hear what yours is. So Perfect. that's always fun. So let's use, do you mind if we use your Sure. Is that okay? Yeah. So if we, so this is basically, we're just going, to, it's just a simple addition problem. 
So we take the, um, the month, the day, and the year. We add those separately and then add them together. When they're, we're always reducing in numerology to a one digit number, okay? So June, you're, you're born in June. And so that is a number six because it's the sixth month, okay? So it's a six. Uh, you're born, the day you're born is the 26th. So you take the two and the six and add those together. So 26 equals two plus six, and that equals eight. Okay, so you write that down. And then you take 1974 is the year, and we add that together like one little addition problem. So one plus nine equals 10, plus seven equals 17, plus four equals 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, right? Everyone out there counting? So 21, we still have a two digit number. Two plus one equals three. So now we're going to take each of those and add those together. Six plus eight plus three. So that's eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So we're still going to reduce one plus seven equals eight. So you have an eight life path. So I hope people can follow that, um, you know. And always also, I know it's kind of, kind of a no duh, but calculate twice, calculate three times. It's kind of like measure twice, cut once, right? <laughs> in, yeah. In construction, because if you're one number off, you're way off in numerology. Right. It's gotta be very specific. So with that said, this again, this is the purpose in life. This is what you're growing into. This is what you're going to get this full spectrum of a lifetime of an experience to learn these lessons and to um, align with it and to really embody this. And so if you are a one life path, you're what I call the innovative leader. The one is all about number one. It's all about learning about the self it's kind of all the I words, innovation, independence, individuality, march to a beat of a different drummer, all about very highly creative, entrepreneurial, courageous, pioneering, all of those things meant to be a leader. Okay, so we're going to just do that basic overview with that in numerology, like all ologies, we're always talking about the optimal right, what it's, what the optimal expression is. And yet always keep in mind that there is, that we're, when we're working with that, say if you're a one life path, you're here to be the innovative leader. You are going to struggle more specifically with those thematics. You're going to, you're going to struggle with some of the opposing forces, with the flip sides to them. So sometimes that person who is supposed to be the innovative leader is the one who's either too, uh, you know, too uh, aggressively individualistic or self-centered, or they could be the opposite, which is they're very uh, not self-assured. They won't step up. They, so you're always really working with that, but the ultimate goal is to align and embody the, the being that innovative leader on a very effective way. Does that make sense overall? Definitely. Okay, so if we move to the number two, the two is uh, what I would call the intuitive diplomat. The two is the lover, not the fighter, all about relationships, all about patience, diplomacy, very, very emotionally tuned in. That's the blessing and the curse of the two. And uh, very conflict avoidant, peacekeeping. Uh, the trick of that is for the two, if you're a two, is that if you ever wondered why you always find yourself in conflicting situations, it's because that's your superpower. And your, how do you learn how to mediate conflict? By being offered the opportunities to, do, to be <laughs> to to do it, right? To be a mediator. So oftentimes twos are like, oh my gosh, it gives me an upset stomach to be in these, uh, these conflicting situations all the time. But that's what you're meant to learn how to differentiate yourself and have uh, healthy emotional boundaries while also um, helping formulate win-win situations across the board. So if you're a three life path, you're what I call the creative communicator. Uh, these people are all about joy, uh, joy optimism. They're, the, they're creative, self-expressive people. They are highly um, emotionally sensitive, 
meant to be in the spotlight. They are the learning impeccable communication and learning how to use that in an inspiring and uplifting way. So anything having to do with communication, whether it's performance, whether it's counseling, presenting, writing, broadcasting, all of those things are very much in alignment with the three. So the four is the systems builder, the teacher. These people, even if you look at the number four, if you, if you flip it upside down, it looks like a chair, you know, or a box. So the, the four is the grounded energy. It is hardworking, tenacious. It is about step-by-step-by-step processes, very much into knowledge seeking and purveying that kind of knowledge. But these people are the systems, systems builders. They're the hard, hard workers. If you ever want anything done, let them do it. <laughs> but uh, but uh, anyway, they are um, incredibly uh, honest, loyal, and very, it is also the number of limitations. So learning how to work with limitation on all levels. The five is the sensual freedom seeker. These people are all capital letters, fun, fearlessness, adventure. Um, they are the agent of change. They are here to live in this world and experience the, everything very, very tactily. Um, and so it is really about freedom through self-discipline like this constructive use of freedom for the five because they on um, you know kind of on the on the flip side can be uh, very excessive very very um, again it's one of those things where in order to express your levels of freedom you have to do it with some self-discipline or it's just self-indulgence right so um, that's one of the things that the five is learning the six is the nurturing visionary these people even if you look at the number six it looks like a little pregnant belly right it's a uh, it's the cosmic parent love duty service uh, these people it's the home and family the domestic number uh, in numerology and very creative, uh, very visionary and very idealistic um, is the six. The seven is the analyst and uh, I, I will say sometimes reluctant spiritualist. These people um, are of a high, high vibe. I mean, we always think about the seventh heaven, right? All of seven um, that we have those associations with. And they are incredibly data-driven uh, and uh, with analysis and also incredibly psychic. So they're learning how to really engage both the right brain, left brain together with themselves. It's there, they're these absolute fountains of wisdom <laughs> when it comes down to it. And yet they're always processing very intellectual, very heady, and yet also highly intuitive. Uh, the eight is, uh, I call you, yes, yeah, the eight, the CEO, the material manifester. The eight in numerology is uh, the money number. It's about these, you are, uh, you are uh, an eight. And so eights are learning all about money, influence, power, control, authority, all of these very real world uh, practical aspects of, of creating abundance, cre making a mark in the world. And it's, uh, it's not as fun as it might sound, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's quite the journey. It's really intense. Yeah. Uh, because really the eight is learning all about empowerment and personal power. And usually that comes in very early in the game. I call it the step up or get stepped on number, right? Mm -hmm. And yet learning how to modulate that, how to balance it and not become overly like the workaholic or, or money focused, but learning the highest octave of the eight is learning how to create this abundance and then give back, right? Um, in a very simplistic way of looking at it, but a powerful one. So the, the nine is uh, the charismatic and creative humanitarian. So we're always, we're, we're in numerology, we, we use the numbers one through nine. I'll speak briefly about the master numbers, but just so you know, those, those are the bookends right there. So one, the one is starts, is initiation, is self. The nine is, is the end, right? It is about selfless service. It is incredibly um, charismatic, creative, quirky, 
Um, at the end of the day, the nine can do pretty much anything. They're the, that wise old soul kind of come around for, a, you know, <laughs> their final, I don't know if it's their final ride, but, um, but they've got a lot of, of incredible talents and skills. Again, very quirky, but it, they can do really anything as long as it's speaking to their heart. Like is because the nine in numerology is the number of what they'll call of what what we call limited rewards. But what that really means is that the 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 nine when they're focused on doing something for personal gain, it usually backfires. When they're when they are doing whatever it is they're doing because it's it's going to help and support and give to the larger you know to to humanity on some level large or small is when the remuneration comes in it's like they can't it's like nines should be doing they're doing something let me let me back up so it's it's like they're doing something positive that they can't not do so they would do it no matter what and that's when the rewards come in and um, so those are the basics of the of the life path numbers. And just if you uh, were doing your life path number and you got a double digit number before you reduced it to a two, a four or a six. So if you got an 11, a double one uh, that ends up being a two, a 22 uh, before it is a four or a 33, those in numerology are called master numbers. That's kind of a whole other ball game, but just know if, if you got that, that has a different level of complexity, um, numerologically speaking. So great. That is a great little synopsis. So if you guys pushed pause and figured out your life path number, um, then you can, you know, get a little taste of what that is. And we're going to talk about how you can go deeper with that in a little bit. But I gave you my numbers for my family, my husband and I, and my son. Um, and like you mentioned, I am an eight life path number. My husband is a nine and my son is a 22, a master 22. So maybe you can use that opportunity to just share a little bit about master number 22. Oh, absolutely. So the 22, interestingly, well, so master numbers, here's the gig on them. So the master numbers basically indicate that you've opted in with a higher spiritual potential, no matter how really you might personally define that, right? Um, but a higher potential there. And also with that more intense challenges. So it's all I want to say out there, whenever I'll do a workshop or something, when people have master numbers, you can tell people kind of look around like, oh, you know, I wish I had a, I wish I had a master number. What's so special about them? And, you know, be careful what you wish for, because it's not the easiest path. And it's not because you're a master number doesn't mean that you're automatically, you know, going to be sparkles and unicorns and, you know, out in the stratosphere with success. It is a harder road. Uh, to get there. There are more lessons to master and more things to challenge you along the way, but the potential is quite uh, enormous that goes with that. So with that said, the, the master numbers are, and also what I like to point out, intrinsically in conflict with themselves. And what I mean by that is that your son is a four-like path. The four that we talked about before, very kind of in the box, very hardworking, very um, um, very um, loves learning usually and and all of those things that go with that and yet the four is also kind of a literal minded person usually like it's right or wrong it's this or that right and so the four is learning a sense of flexibility a, a sense of being able to kind of think outside the box and also with fours I mentioned before, it's the number of limitations. So often fours don't have an easy flow of things. It's like they've got to do step by step by step. And of course, intrinsically, the four does not want to do that. <laughs> they want to skip steps. Yes. Do, right. Yes. And so, and so the, um, that's the foundation there, but then we get, we get to look at what also piggybacks that is the double two. So the two is very different than the four. The two, remember, relationships, emotions, love, love, and, and um, helping. 
and supporting. Now the four is mostly, I love, I, I come up with little mantras, you know, little sayings for each and the four, the four is, all right, I don't want to argue, but let me, sh let me tell you why I'm right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if your son does that yet. He's too young, you know, or maybe not, but, um, but it's, it's an interesting thing about the four that they, they can come across as pretty, pretty blunt. It's almost like, hey, I got stuff on my punch list. I've got to get this done. I'm a results oriented person and kind of get out of my way. Right. Yeah. yeah. I've got work to do. And the two is more of, uh, about patience, about understanding others, about supporting that and, and being emotional because the four is more of a no nonsense. I know I have emotions, but I'm going to put them over there right now because I don't have time for that. And usually they never have time for that. So the two is, I mean, emotions are up front. They are front seat to be dealt with. So it's, it can be a very interestingly powerful yet sometimes volatile situation until you learn how, what the components are, right? And how to really, um, how to discipline both and understand both and then make them work together. Because the 22-4 is called the master builder. It is in numerology, one of the most powerful forces. Um, and also just a sidebar, master numbers really take a while to gain uh, richness and fruition, like even in your 50s and beyond is when they really begin to ripen because there's a lot of experience that has to come into play. I mean, that's, you can say that about life, right? And yet for master numbers, very much so. They have to, they have to, they have to walk the walk before they can talk the talk. Yeah, it's so interesting. I see the reflection of both like the four energy sometimes like, you know, if I give him like an open-ended answer, he's like, which is it, this or this, you know? It's yeah. like, let's nail this down. Um, and then he is a love, like just the biggest heart. So definite emotion, you know, the two and yes. connection. And, and it kind of, it can be back and forth, you know, like sometimes he's very pragmatic and other times not, but he literally is, he calls himself a master builder because he's a builder of Legos and he builds on the computer and he spends his days building. So yeah, I mean, the four is the architect number it, and anything in that's it. And anything architecturally, it's the number of stability and security. It's the, the, the four is always seeking that sense of their, their rootedness, their groundedness. They want to feel that that sense. And, uh, and so that's a very important thing for him is to feel a sense of, of support and security in his life. Mm, I love that. And I wanted to ask, I know there's, you look at sometimes um, the day, the number of the day. Mm -hmm. What is that called? It's the birthday number. Birthday number. Pretty simple. I hope. Got it. Like, thanks. Thanks for the simplicity numerology. <laughs> yes. The birthday number. And then you have the life path number. What is the number that when you add your birth name, the letters of your birth name together? It is uh, if you add all your name and then we, we give a numeric value to each letter in the name. And that is called your expression number or the right. destiny number. So mm -hmm. there are two, of course, all ologies have different, you know, different words, different verbiage, different ways of doing things. But uh, so it's either called a, an expression or a destiny number. And it basically gives you an idea. It's like your rising sign in astrology. It gives you an idea of yeah. how you're going to go about doing your life path purpose, what flavor, what manner. It can often be a really great indicator of what work you would, you know, you would thrive with, what career, that sort of thing. So um, what I love also is to look at families because it's almost like families come in in these little dolphin pods, right? Where, um, you know, you can tell that there's a basic energy, energetic flow. And then I can always, you know, I don't know anyone, anyone at all when I'm doing <laughs> readings and I'm like, oh, but this one in the family, this is the, 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 the one who just doesn't quite fit in, do they? And they're like, oh my gosh, yes, that one just... No one gets her or him or and they don't get us. And it's just a different um, energetic presence. But I can always tell where we're triggering each other in order to learn something, right? And to teach us something about ourselves. And it's so interesting that you're an eight and your husband is a nine. 
right? Because the eight and the nine um, overall aren't necessarily holding hands in this way, you know, because the, the eight is learning about this material world and the nine is more of the, the, the letting go, the surrender, kind of that, that beauty and impermanence that, you know, that a little more um, wisdom-based spirituality in some ways. And yet I find that often they really, you really can work well together and the dynamic coupling of the eight and the nine and it's optimal can do amazing things for yourselves, but also for the world, right? What a better infusion of energies to bring heaven and earth together. Ah, oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, it's interesting. We um, we also, in astrology, like you wouldn't really put our sun signs together. Like he's a Sagittarius and I'm a Cancer, but our ascendants are flip-flops. So I'm an ascendant Sagittarius. He's an ascendant Cancer. Yes. And so, so there's like, you know, it's two very different signs, but we have both of them right? In a little bit of a different way, which makes us like really understand, you know what I mean? The other person, it's fascinating. And what I love about that, and I do love this about it, I I jokingly say with my astrology friends that once you know both your astrology and your numerology, you're out of excuses. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, But honestly, I love that you bring that up because I find that very often when I work with people with relationships, um, that it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have this congruent life path meetup, right? That it's, you look at the full chart and say, well, you've got your soul urge. There's another number called the soul urge. There are different numbers. And if you have these different combinations in, in, um, in cahoots with each other, that you're, you're really reflecting back. And what I find is that it's often a, an area of, I don't want to say weakness, but maybe weakness in in you that your husband is teaching you or pushing you or nudging you to to envelop, to develop or envelop both of those elop words Um, and 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 vice versa for him. You know, maybe he's like, oh, the money part doesn't matter to me or this whether it's like, yeah, but think about how much more you can do with it, how much more influence, how much more you can give. Um, with that and to, you know, go through whatever his processing has been. We all have issues with money, right? With our idea about what that is and what it represents in our lives. And so to, for you to be coupling together um, is a wonderful way of either healing those wounds, not to be too, I don't know, froofy about it, but, um, or, or to just um, learn how to learn how to engage it in a very, very positive way. Yeah, I love that. That's so beautiful. So I know you have a course on life path numbers. Can you share where people could find that? And also you do sessions, correct? Yes, I do. Um, simply go to Felicia Bender. So it's F-E-L-I-C-I-A-B-E-N-D-E-R.com. So it's kind of like by Felicia. You can remember it that way. <laughs> Hello, Felicia, or bye, Felicia. Um, and it is funny, just a sidebar. Do you know that, that saying, bye, Felicia? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, because people will always look at me and like, oh, they want to say something really badly, and then and then they wonder if they should. But I embrace my inner bye, Felicia, just because. <laughs> I love it. Um, so if you go to FeliciaBender.com, and uh, you can, there's a life path calculator there uh, in the upper nav bar. There's life path numbers. So you can really find out all about your life path number there. And uh, if you go under um, find out more, there's a course there on life path numbers. I have a course series that's coming out uh, soon now. I just dropped a relationship course. Um, so that's an online course as well. And we have several more coming out in the next six weeks or so. I love that. I think one of the best things that you can do, I I really find so much value in regards to relationships is finding out your partner's numbers, like finding out this stuff. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, like every time I, I learn something, right? If you go into the numbers, you learn something and then you can see your partner and go, oh, like this is, you know I mean? This is who they really are, which then of course, like brings so much beauty in the understanding, like to know 
a partner, a person you live with, a your family member, a best friend. Like, I love that you do family readings. That's so great. Like, that's so validating. And and then communication changes and the way you relate to that person going, oh, they don't need the same things I need. They need this, right? Like this is, this is their, you know, soul like calling. Um, I think it's a game changer. I feel like there should be like a thing that you, I mean, obviously not everybody loves astrology or numerology, but I mean, if people did this before they like got married or like, you know, lived together, it'd be so valuable. Don't you agree? I really do. And I mean, even if it's not this, it's something, I mean, I'm kind of taking seriously because, you know, let's, we don't learn about this stuff, right? No, you don't learn how to be in relationship. We don't learn, you know, what, what we're bringing into, you know, bringing into a relationship on a, on an unconscious or subconscious level and how valuable would it be? I mean, one of the things I do love about this is that, you know, in the course that I teach on, on relationships, it's not a matter of this is your, this is a good number for you. And this isn't, I mean, that's just not, that doesn't work. Right. What does work is to go because this is my life path. What is my down deep value? What do I want in relationship? Like for, you know, like a three life path wants to be heard. They need to be heard. They need to be able to speak their truth. They need to find out what that is. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, and so that is a that is a deep core value that they may not be able to enunciate or even know. And so if you look at the information and it really, I feel like once you can name it, you can embrace it, validate it and do something about it, right? For me, this is about understanding um, these key themes, key concepts that are so, so we can, you know, kind of clear away the, the, the clutter. Cause you know how it is where you're thinking, Oh, is this really who I am? Is this really important to me? Is this a, you know, we've got all this stuff that's going, especially with creatives and that, you know, a one life path who's, who has a lot of self doubt, who's always kind of being knocked down and told they're not, you know, they're, they're not, flying right. You know, they're not standing in line. And if they know that they're not meant to, they're meant to follow their weird, you know? And so it's like, oh, I, I've got a permission slip to do this. And now I need to do it in the best, most effective, most results oriented way that I can. And, but until I know that it's very difficult to, to prioritize it or even give yourself permission to do it, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I think, I, I mean, I, you guys dive into this stuff. It's super important um, to understand yourself and then to understand the people that you love the most, especially people you might be sharing your house with um, or your children, right? So that you can really honor their path. I think that's the best thing that we can do, especially at the time that we are at on the planet. Um, and I want to ask you the four questions to close out that we ask all of our guests. And I am looking forward to hearing your answers. And they're based on a process that I take people through called the anatomy of transformation. And the first step in the process is truth. And I believe that there are moments where we come across these deep truths and that they are catalysts for our life. They shift something for us. And so what is a deep truth that you have come across maybe even recently in your life? Oh gosh. And you didn't give me these beforehand. So I get to ponder, uh, you know, get to to think out loud. (laughs) Lucky you. Um, (laughs) A deep truth. Um, Gosh, there've there've been so many of those uh, during, let's just say, during this um, very unprecedented time that we're going through right now in 2020, right? And I think the unprecedented truth is that um, that is that everything is impermanent. Mm. And how do and how do we? not only accept that, but find some, some pleasure in that. I love that. That's so beautiful. I wrote a, a section in my book called stability is an illusion. And I talk about like the movement in nature and how nature moves, right? Animals move so they can, for survival reasons and, and the waves crash in on the shore and they roll out. I mean, everything is always in motion. And I love that you talk about that that's a realization because I really feel like we are supposed to be realizing 
that we are in motion all the time, right? And that that we create our foundation to move with life, right? Ultimately. Yeah, I love that you say that because it's it's an interesting thing. I was reading the other day that, you know, the word emotion comes from that just that. It is it is motion. It is energy in motion. Yeah. And that's what emotion is. And I think that right now we're all learning how to how to experience emotion without letting it define us or or control us overall if that makes sense it's like to learn how to experience not to block it and not to deny it but not to stay there right not to let it you know form a hard you know crusty concrete <laughs> mausoleum yeah. around us and um and to be open and curious as to uh what's next yeah it's so beautiful the second step is release which is when we have this realization there's usually something that releases on the other side whether it's a limiting belief or a certain perception that we held before it can even be spaces or people, relationships, like when you had that powerful truth kind of rise to the surface, what was it that you felt like you released? I think for me, the most current one, because there are, oh my gosh, there's, you know, histories of many of these moments um, at this point in my life. And yet I think the most recent is control. Mm -hmm to, you know, to release the illusion of control, which doesn't mean that we release the, you know, our sense of, of action, of responsibility, of all of those things. And yet um, to release the, the, to release a particular expectation. Yeah. I think that's so where all, right? That's where all of our suffering comes from. And what I, what I also want to say as a sidebar is that I'm not being super lofty, ultra spiritual here. I've been struggling just like everybody else, if not more so. I mean, I, was, I actually was moving um, it, to another country when all this came down. And so I'm without my home. I, all of my belongings are in storage. I'm overstaying the welcome at my beautiful daughter's house. We get along fabulously well, um, which is lucky, but it's a, you know, it's a strain for, uh, for her to have someone here and for me not to have any of my stuff and to have no idea yeah. when I can do this. So I'm just using that as a quick example that, I mean, I, everyone on the planet is dealing with some major, you know, yeah, wrench right now, and we don't know where that's. And we 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 really value this sense of, well, when is it going to be back to normal? And what? And it's like, well, what if that's never? So what is that now? What? <laughs> right. Right. Um, how do you, and how do you surrender to like, what is right? Which, which the ego mind doesn't love that. Right. Like we don't love, we want to know timeframes, right? Like, yeah. The ego's like, give me a date. Right. Give and, me a date and give me my punch list of what I have to accomplish. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. 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 It's so true. And you really kind of just answered like experience, which is, you know, releasing the control is being in the experience of like, this is what's going on in my life right now. Like this is, you know, I was planning on moving and now that's not happening. And you know what I mean? And I'm having this different experience. And, and so anything else like really changed for you in your, in your experience from, from releasing this idea of like, I can control these dynamics and I'm not, I'm not going to, right? <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, I think that on the upper, upper end of it, I, I'm attempting to align with this whole idea that everything's in perfect timing and that what I can glean from this experience will be, will and is beneficial to me and my, my personal growth on whatever level. You can call it spiritual growth, personal growth, whatever you would like to call it. And, um, and it is an opportunity. Also, I'm finding all of us are to reevaluate what productivity means, what our lives, how we have structured and created these lives and how we might step back and reconsider 
what what life is and what our values are. I know I'm kind of getting a little florid here, but um, and I'm not the only one talking about this. Everyone's talking about it. Like what what what? How are we going to reconstitute what what constitutes day to day life? And it is um, changing dramatically. And how do we participate in that release, but also participate? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So beautifully put. And the fourth pillar is aligned. So what are the practices and the things that rituals, practices, things you're doing to kind of stay in this higher alignment? You know, I mean, like you said, we can really get swept in different directions with emotions. And I know people have felt, you know, so such a range of things over the past few months. Like, what is it that returns you to that place of knowing or returns you to that place of, of acceptance? You know, it's interesting to me because alignment, it's something I talk a lot about in numerology, because when we're out of alignment with our, with who we are on the core level, which I think is what our numbers represent and offer us, you know, that information, we feel off, right? We, we feel bad. Um, and, and, and when we're off, it's supposed to feel bad right? It's our indicator. It's our barometer. And so what I find is it really gives me the opportunity to once again, key into how I feel and then key into what, what it is I'm doing or thinking that makes me feel bad or anxious or depressed and, and really look at that and offer myself the opportunity is it's like, do I want to think that right now and feel that way? Or do I want to move the needle? And I'm not talking about toxic positivity or anything like that. It's how do I, how do I gear more into the feel good moment? And whether that is watching a, a funny video, which I try to do every day, just find something. I have to have a good laugh. That is one of my points of alignment. Good, good, good laugh. Meditation is really imperative to me. Exercise. I mean, I, you know, even though I think people are feeling low energy and sometimes you're in living arrangements where it's not very convenient or anything else, but as soon as I do it, I know I feel so much better. <laughs> you know, it's so much, it just moves your energy around. And, uh, and, and writing things down and as corny again, and we talk about this stuff all the time, it, having, having gratitude for what you do have. So beautiful. I love it. I agree. Movement. I'm going on walks every day. I'm loving that. It's just my time to be out in nature and just kind of get outside. And, um, it's such a, it's become my thing now. It's my practice, right? It's the place that we can go to exercise and walk, um, here in California. So, I thank you for being here. I thank you for sharing this um, gift of numerology. I think it's really, really valuable. It has been in my life and important. And so um, thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for having me. And, uh, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens for everyone. Yep. Just sending everybody lots of love at this time. And, you know, we're, we're here. I think about each one of you that listen to the show. I just kind of send out good energy. I think that's what we can do to help. Um, and so we're both here sending you guys good energy and I hope you guys have a very good day. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the soul frequency show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the soul frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes. Mm -hmm.